to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I am joined again by Dan Cave, Head of Content at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. Welcome back, Dan. Pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much, Sophie. And this is a pleasure for, I believe, the first time in about six months to be recording the podcast in the same building together. Although it's unlikely that we will be doing so again based on we're recording, obviously, a couple of days in advance. And today, Boris Johnson announced that if we can work from home, which we can, to do so probably for the next six months. So a fleeting hello in person, Sophie. Yeah, it was short-lived, but um, as you say. (laughs) Anyway, so with the government now changing the emphasis of work from home, essentially to suggest that Britain's should work from home where possible. Remote work is, again, a huge talking point, as it has been throughout the period of 2020. In fact, remote work has been one of the headline issues for HR and HR leaders during this year. At one point during lockdown, actually, some statistics from ONS found that effectively half the country was working from home after being told to do so in the early stages of lockdown. Um, And as has been well documented in the media, a large portion have continued to do so. In fact, 2020 has been something of a remote work revolution for British workers. Whilst almost half had never worked at home before the coronavirus pandemic hit, many are now reporting working longer hours from home and enjoying doing so. And whilst workers have been able to request the chance to work from home if they've been at a company for more than six months, this is enshrined in law, a third of these requests were turned down. And anecdotal evidence suggests the thinking was that remote work was something that only working mothers needed. However, it's clear that the tide of opinion has changed. And even prior to 2020, unions and industry bodies were calling for flexible working to be a universal right where possible. And since the pandemic, huge employers like Barclays, Facebook, Twitter and the advertising giant WPP have suggested that they want to see remote working either occur in the long term or become the status quo. Which leads on to a following question. If remote work is to become the norm, does it need specific management? Many channels of HR have a specific oversight, whether it is culture chiefs looking after the company culture, heads of talent, heads of learning, heads of recruitment, all looking after their specific section. The thinking being each strand needs specific care. And this understanding could be applied to remote working too. Despite evidence that presenteeism and rigid work hours negatively impact employee well-being and productivity, and therefore remote working could be a boon to employees and employers, there are still issues that need care. And remote working comes with the danger of burnout and isolation for employees, particularly if they're they're working from home by themselves. And there are questions undoubtedly over how culture, engagement and communication works for those who are remote, as well, of course, as um, health and safety issues that may be more difficult to manage. And these are things that Facebook is currently looking into. I've actually posted a recent job advert that they are hiring for a remote work director. 
According to a Business Insider report, the firm is hiring a head of remote work who can essentially lead the firm's push towards remote-first ways of working. And part of the job advert, which was posted on Facebook's career page, stated, Facebook is taking a thoughtful and measured approach to the future of work at Facebook, including committing to remote work as one of our long-term strategies. We are seeking a director of remote work to lead this strategy and partner with an extensive group of cross-functional partners to make this shift to the way we design our organisation and grow our people. And this news of Facebook hiring for a new remote work director is certainly interesting, as many businesses out there are considering home working in the long run, just to name a few, such as Twitter and RBS Bank. And it also indicates a shift in working structures, which of course has a follow-on impact for everything that HR manages. I think that's actually the point where I want to chime in. So with part of me wants to be really cynical and be like, ah, oh, Facebook, they're just another Silicon Valley firm. They're hiring for one of these like fancy titled positions, which actually means nothing. But in this case, I do think it, as, as you've just said, it does indicate that working structures are changing. And there's loads of evidence to suggest that as you talked through, like more people want to work from home post-pandemic. Uh, some of the biggest players in the marketplace, you know, like the Twitter, RBS, Barclays that you've, you've evidenced want to start working from, want their employees to start working from home in the longer term. And actually to cite a piece of research, exactly, specifically rather, polling from Gartner suggests that 48%, so almost half of employees expect to work from home post-pandemic, which was up from a third pre-pandemic. So it suggests that the actual structure of work that has changed is, is here to stay. Unfortunately, though, Separate Research and Resolution Foundation suggests that only half of Britons are currently able to work from home, and there's inequality within this too. So it's far more likely that bosses and people higher up the hierarchy have more ability to work from home, specifically pre-pandemic, obviously, enforced lockdown working from home is a little bit different from like working from home in the long term or having that flexibility built into your working conditions anyway. And also, and I think this is a key consideration, that bigger bosses are likely to have better working from home conditions than, say, junior employees who are obviously paid less, who might be shared accommodations, which is particularly the case in inner city areas, areas even. Um, and I know we ran, a, we ran a story on this a few weeks ago on the best and worst places in the UK to work remotely, which took some of these things into account. So that suggests that Perhaps this remote work director could actually help because they're likely to see things like this and maybe able to be mitigate with perks and benefits that could help certain employees working from home or ensure that working from home is available fairly. However, even though it seems that structures are changing, not all bosses want their employees to work from home. And I think that's something to consider. It's made headlines in the past few weeks, especially on HR Grapevine, the Netflix boss, Reed Hastings, infamous Alan Sugar and the Pimlico Plumbers founder, have all been on our, um, they've been on our site actually, we've reported on them, but also on Breakfast TV and such to say that actually they don't want working from home to continue in the long run because collaboration is affected or it makes people complacent in, in their views. However, I would suggest that actually the tide of opinion has changed and most forward-thinking firms are likely to want to lean into staff want, what, what staff want, which is probably a mixture of home working and office working or some remote working too, um, because they think staff work productively from home and, you know, the studies to back that up too. So to me, this suggests that, you know, having someone that looks after this area, probably quite a clever thing. And, you know, why stop it? 
And, you know, as, as shown in some of the stats that Dan reeled off there, it's definitely clear that there is an increasing appetite among staff members for long-term homeworking home opportunities, even if not all bosses are keen on the idea. Um, and this is likely due to the fact that the pandemic has given them a flavour of this new and more flexible way of working. And, you know, some people do want it to stay. So with that being the case, and with more people working from home, or at least wanting the choice to going forwards, does that mean that employers need someone to exclusively head up teams of staff who are working from home? Before we share some insights from HR directors that we spoke to prior to the podcast, Dan, I know you spoke to an employment lawyer. So what did they say? So as, as you said, uh, so if, um, when you're basically describing the change in landscape around remote work at the start of this podcast, since 2014, all employees in the UK who have been with their company for longer than six months have the legal right to request flexible working. But in reality, many weren't asking. Culturally, it probably wasn't right. Junior staff were scared of how this might look if they were like, can I please work from home? It might, you know, present ears and we all know that was a toxic trait in the workplace. So many things weren't in place for remote work to become the norm. So actually hiring a remote work director, someone to oversee this area, might mean that practices can be changed. Um, of course, there are going to be some difficulties with this. Legal issues might arise. Transition needs to be managed. So actually hiring a remote work director or someone kind of overlooking this area is the right thing to do. So I, I spoke to Rustam Tata, partner and chairman at DMH Stallard Employment Lawyers, and they said essentially during the COVID times, organisations have been forced to reimagine how they engage with work, what work means, and organise work as well. And the changes heralded by this new normal will prompt the need for some kind of like interdisciplinary approach to work, drawing upon IT expertise, HR expertise, facilities expertise. And that will mean some of the things where which HR traditionally had um, quite an easy sight to will become a bit more challenging. And it means that HR has a challenge on their hands to remain at the centre of things. So actually a HR leadership team creating this kind of job role means that they're able to ensure things like the company culture is consistent between, say, a central location, a remote work location, that the transition is managed well, and that things like productivity, recruitment, retention, they're all kept fairly consistent. So their tasks are suggesting like, yeah, this this does need someone or at least a, a person or a team to give oversight to the new normal of remote working. I also asked him, will we see similar roles becoming the norm? So actually into the long term, are we going to see remote work directors or is it just a short term thing to manage this transition? And he said this actually depends on a couple of things. Firstly, the extent to which the organisation wants to demonstrate whether internally to its staff or externally on the job market, that it's forward thinking and looking at new challenges in a fresh and dynamic way. And secondly, and this he said is more important, the extent to which the existing internal dynamics of the organisation allow effective actions to be implemented or whether that dynamic means it's easy to pass the challenge to an outsider, essentially saying this is all about branding as well. Like, does a company, does the HR team, does it want the company to be, appear to be like leaning into the future or is it a bit more reticent and is still clinging on to past channels and, and ways of working? Throughout the pandemic, managing remote teams, overseeing the move to home working, as well as areas relating to wellbeing and engagement have all been a huge part of 
HR functions remit. And therefore, before the podcast, I spoke to an HR director to find out whether from, you know, a people perspective and a HR perspective, whether they think employers will specifically need a director of remote work going forwards. And I was lucky enough to be able to speak to Vicky Field, who is an independent HR practitioner, who told me that throughout history, there have been several steps that have impacted the ways in which we work. And she actually explained to me, I think we'll look back at 2020 and see it as a catalyst for significant change. We already have the technology to work remotely. Now we have reasons to do it and experience of having done it. All the companies who resisted homeworking have been forced to do it by law. It's changed minds and mindsets. Remote working can be a successful way of working, benefiting all parties, including reduced office and commuting costs and also a better work-life balance. And with this in mind, Vicky goes on to explain that managing these work-from-home related issues, such as technology, communication, engagement, productivity and the like, will be key going forwards. And she said, maybe it's not a new job, but a whole new profession being created, which I actually thought was an extremely interesting take on this story. As she said earlier, you know, 2020 has been a huge catalyst for change, particularly in the workplace. And it's possible that the problems unearthed by the pandemic could result in the creation of a new professional role, as Vicky pointed towards. But it's not just Vicky that we were able to catch up with before the podcast. Dan, I know you were able to speak to a HR director yourself as well. Yeah, so I spoke to Donna Miller, who's HR director at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, who, similarly to Vicky, feels that it that looking after remote work does warrant an entirely new role or, or strand of people to look after it. Um, she thinks the idea of doing so is fantastic, especially in the short term to manage that transition. But it's clear now, in, in her mind at least, that this is a long-term change and needs looking after. She thinks there's definitely enough work there to warrant the creation of a specific role and says, you know, evidence is that there's going to be so many different things that basically need full-time attention from, from people to look after. So what if because of remote work, someone moves abroad and decides that that creates a myriad of tax implications? Uh, what if there's a health and safety issue abroad? What does the impact of that have on your business? There's things that could actually create risk for companies now. So as, as a result, Donna is saying there, yes, definitely hire someone in, hire a professional to look after this because this needs full-time attention. I think we can all agree remote work and home working is definitely going to be a huge area of focus as more people work from home and also following the Prime Minister's announcement on Tuesday, which is when we record the podcast, that Brits should work from home if they can. And as both HR leaders in the podcast have identified, there's definitely a myriad of different things to consider when people work from home, whether it's the engagement piece, productivity, well-being, and also, as um, the employment lawyer suggested, uh, things to do with legislation as well. So it's definitely possible that there is enough work surrounding work from home to warrant, as both of the HR directors pointed towards, the creation of a new role slash profession. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletters, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. 